the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. True love. Will it ever prevail? Poor Aaron Rodgers. Shailene Woodley. They called it quits yesterday, Lundy. Uh, she's citing uh, that uh, he prioritized football over her. Uh, uh, duh. Like, you know, the, there was a, a bag drop. There was fat checks coming in. Uh, what else do you want him to do? You want him to just, like, you know, skip town and go eat clay somewhere in Hawaii with you? Madness. So uh, he did not put a ring on her. And it's now a uh, quite a long list of ladies that he uh, conquests, if you will. It's almost Jeter-esque that Aaron Rodgers is getting to at this level. That's uh, in a class and category all by itself. But will Rodgers put a ring on the Denver Broncos? And, Lundy, I went and checked out the Super Bowl odds, pulled these from DraftKings, and the Broncos have slipped. I I, I saw like a week ago they were 15-1, to the hoist of the Lombardi Trophy, um, when these odds uh, started coming out. And now, you know, it's shaved off, and you're getting an even better odds at 20-1, to 1, the eighth highest right now for Super Bowl odds at DraftKings with Buffalo setting the pace at 7-1. to 1. So what do you make of this saga? Do you think Rodgers is going to pack it up, head out west? I think retirement may be off the table now. I, I thought, you know, potentially uh, he would just ride off into the sunset uh, with his, you know, soon-to-be bride, but, you know, with that no longer in play – uh, I think he is going to be playing somewhere, whether it's in northern Wisconsin, Denver, or maybe a wild card somewhere else. What are your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, you can't be compared to Jeter with that hair, dude. Okay? <laughs> Just can't. He looks like a homeless dude. Dude, I, I don't know if you uh, saw this. I, I don't think you were on the Zoom call yet uh, for the Faith of Noise radio show yesterday, but Sandro sent me a dead ringer for the way that Aaron Rodgers' appearance is right now, he goes, he looks like Christopher Lloyd who played the villain in the live-action Dennis the Menace movie. Now, I had, of course, no recollection of this, and then he posted a side-by-side. I'm like, oh, my God, it is a dead ringer. Christopher Lloyd, villain in Dennis the Menace. It's Aaron Rodgers, and he is, in fact, villainous in the way that he conducts himself here, at least in my eyes because I'm a Bears fan. Well, yeah, of course he is to you as a as a Bears fan. Look, we don't have enough time on the pod, but here's what I want to throw out here. First of all, I don't think he's leaving Green Bay, okay? Okay. And I believe that because I believe Aaron Rodgers loves it when people talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and so I think he likes having his name in the headlines and all of this. But here's actually my theory as to why. And I was talking to a lot of people on Radio Row about this last week when we were in L.A. If, if he leaves and goes to another team – good for him. I think Green Bay has squandered his talent for far too many years. Mm, I I believe that. I believe that they have missed out on opportunity to be back in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think they have mismanaged the the roster, and I think that they could have had more success with Aaron Rodgers. But here's the thing, Brad. If there's one team in the NFL you don't want to go to, it's the Denver Broncos because you are going to be immediately compared to what Peyton Manning did when he came here. Hmm. immediately compared and he took them to two Super Bowls and won one of them and so no matter what he does whether he comes to Denver and wins a ring uh, or, or not 
He's going to get compared to Peyton, and I think Aaron Rodgers likes it when it's all about Aaron Rodgers and not about somebody else. I think he is better off to go somewhere else that has a good roster. Denver has a good roster, missing a quarterback. I think he's better off to go somewhere else because if he goes and sets foot at Mile High Stadium, Brad, you've been there. I have season tickets. Up in the upper right corner is this big orange number 18, and he is going to be constantly reminded of the fact that Peyton joined them and took them to the promised land, and that's going to be the spotlight that he's under. And I think he wants the spotlight, just not that one. Oh, why don't you go to San Francisco? You're from the area. Trey Lance yes. is you know, still wet behind the ears and very green. Uh, that roster is constructed to win and win now uh, they're playoff caliber as we saw this past year you got Debo you got George Kittle you got Brandon Ayuk you got a strong ground game spearheaded by Elijah Mitchell and Debo uh, you got an outstanding offensive line you got a top five defense like if you want to yes. win a title that's where you got to go uh the Niners by the way 14 to 1 so there you go oh there's yeah. I think there's a ton of spots that could make sense he could go to Pittsburgh he could I mean there's a lot of places that could make sense for him I just like I said I, I just have this gut feel I don't think Aaron Rodgers is stupid and I think he knows if he goes to Denver, there is he is walking in a shadow that I'm not sure, you know, not, not that I don't think that he doesn't think he's on the same level as Peyton, but Peyton did it. And now everybody's going to expect him to do it. And that's a that's a different kind of spotlight. Well, the soap opera is just beginning with Aaron Rodgers. And as that world turns, uh, we I wonder what kind of gift basket he leaves uh, at the door. <laughs> well, I would leave all kinds of gift baskets for Olivia. Cheese Mike. curds. Olivia Mutt. Well, yes. Uh, you got to make sure you have the side of marinara. Otherwise, it's just not going to be done right. And on that note, uh, let's go ahead and dive in on this hashtag Tequila Thursday. Bartender, bartender, pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's drop the puck and make some bucks. How did you fare last night? Uh, hopefully, you were high sticking the books and made a little bit of coin. And please, uh, I need to regain units lost in other sports, so serve <laughs> up a couple of winners on a silver platter, my man. What do you got? Yeah, uh, yesterday on the pod, uh, not very friendly to us. I'm I'm looking at you, Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, yeah, not very friendly to us. But this, hey, this is why it's gambling. You got to shake it off. I tell everybody all the time, you got to shake the etch a sketch and draw a new picture. That's what we're going to yep. try to do today yep. here on this Tequila Thursday. Let's go to Philadelphia, my friend, uh, the city of brotherly love uh, that will not be feeling the love tonight. The Washington Capitals are coming to town. I'm not only going to take the Capitals, I'm going to take them on the 60 minute line to be able to bring down what has already been juiced up uh, in terms of their straight money line. If you take them on regulation, you're going to bring that down to a minus 115. Washington is on the final game of a four game game road trip um, and I know that sometimes you think okay that's everybody's going to be tired and all that I actually think it's the opposite I think you kind of get excited about the fact that you're finally going to get to go back home they are two and one on this road trip so far uh, and the Flyers have just been an absolute disarray um, and so as the Caps wrap up this road trip they beat Montreal they beat Nashville they did lose to Ottawa which was a little bit of a surprise but there's also a little bit of the revenge factor as the Flyers beat Washington two to one the last time these two teams met and that was in Washington that was very much a surprise because the Flyers had not been playing well so I'm looking for the Caps to bounce back and to do it in regulation minus 115 at DraftKings oh you had me at revenge number four all right let's go to the NBA uh, and I believe this is a final act before the all-star break so we have a handful of games tonight and uh, let's go to one of the newest acquisitions 
of the New Orleans Pelicans, and that is C.J. McCollum. Uh, he and his cohorts are taking on the Dallas Mavericks, and I'm going to go with McCollum on the over. 21.5 points, minus 115 at DraftKings. Here is what C.J. McCollum has done his last three games in the points category, 36, 23, and 30. But more importantly, Lundy, in his first four games with the Pels, 21 shot attempts, 24, 13, and 25. The usage, with the exception of that 113 uh, field goal performance, has skyrocketed. And he was already a heavily used guy, heavily deployed guy when he's with the Portland Trailblazers, but it's even ratcheted up to another level. Now, Dallas is number five in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency. He did face him earlier this season, and he put up. 2-0, so fell just short of this 21.5 threshold. That was back on January 26th. But he only hoisted 16 shots in that game. So if he is following the trend here, and it's another 20-plus attempts from the field, I think C.J. McCollum is going to be somewhere in the mid-20s at a minimum when it is all said and done before the siesta kicks in. So fade or follow, C.J. McCollum going to be jacking up some shots Enough, hopefully, will fall through the cylinder to score us the over 21.5 points against Dallas, minus 115 at DK. I like this one a lot. New team, new opportunity, and, oh, it appears that Mr. McCollum does not, has not seen a shot that he didn't like <laughs> uh, because he is jacking them up at a pretty yeah. incredible rate. So this one's sitting at 21.5, good matchup. You know, I, I don't like looking at some of the point totals if I think a game's going to be a blowout. This is what, a, a two and a half, three and a half point spread? I mean, this is going to be a close game, which means you're not going to see limited minutes, anything like that, where you got to worry about somebody not getting the opportunities in the fourth quarter. So uh, I like this. Good matchup, good setup, and he's been doing it in terms of the volume. As long as he makes them at what should be his normal sort of career clip, he should eclipse 21 and a half. CJ McCollum, come on, baby. Make us some moolah. Number three. All right, moving on. Let's get to college basketball. Finally got off the schneid a little bit on the pod. I had been immersed. uh, I was like waiting in Lake Michigan in the middle of February. So I was quite trivially. Well, that's uh, a that's a lot of shrinkage. Brad, I got to give you some credit, though, because no one else uh, ever does this to us on social media. But uh, with your with your pick on Texas Tech last night, I shared that with a number of friends, including the crew that works with me on the TV show here at Altitude. And uh, everybody made some coin last night. Thanks to our uh, pick on the Red Raiders. So well done, my friend. Guns up, baby. Thank you very much. Uh, Texas Tech now 16 at home, uh, 16 and 0 at home. This season, they've been money in the bank, to say the least. And I'm hoping uh, home is going to be where the dollars pile up for the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah, the tree's already drunk and dancing and bouncing around. I'm going to lay the three and a half against Utah. And this line has come tumbling down. It opened at five, so it's already shaved off a point and a half. And I really don't understand why. So I will take what will I presume will be closing line value here on the Cardinals. Stanford's one of the tallest teams in the country. In fact, according to Effective Height at KenPom.com, the third tallest team. So the Redwood Trees uh, certainly apply to this front court, and they generate a ton of second chance opportunities at home, uh, snagging a, an offensive rebound on 36.7% of their possessions and putting up a respectable 1.063 points per possession on offense. That meet in the middle uh, will certainly get it done uh, with Ingram 
and company there. And their three-point percentage, D, I think is going to be crucial in this ability to cover. Uh, they're giving up just 31.2% along the arc in Pac-12 play. Well, for Utah, 41.1% uh, of their shots come from outside. So shackle the perimeter. Do what you normally do, which is command the glass. And I think Stanford will guide us to hopefully a sweat-free cover at minus three and a half. So fade or follow the Cardinal minus three and a half against the Utes minus 110 at DraftKings. You got to make sure you're not giving up those easy threes. You just said it. it's going to come down to that three-point defense. You got to be careful on that one. But they're coming off of the trip to Oregon where they covered. They obviously split the games, but they covered uh, against the spread in both the games against the Beavers and the Ducks. It's not that hard to cover against Oregon State because they suck. Uh, but that said, uh, I do think back at home where they've got a stellar record, 10-3. and three, uh, You know, on the road, Stanford hasn't been great, but they have been great at home. And so because of that the, and the fact that this has come down a little bit, I mean, heck, Brad, I might, I might lay a little bit of something right here and then wait to see if maybe it comes down again. Are they going to shave another half a point off this and then double down? I, I think Stanford takes care of it at home. Yeah, they need to take care of business, and I believe that will indeed be the case. Stick around for my top picks in college basketball, plus bonus time in the NHL, the NBA, and of course, more college hoops. Number two. All right, uh, keep the uh, flow coming there, bartender. Let's get back after it here on this hashtag Tequila Thursday. Let's go to Iowa City. And Iowa needs to start mounting marquee wins. It's a team that is 0-5 against Quadrant 1 competition. Unfortunately, Michigan will not qualify. And I'm actually going to side with the Wolverines here. Plus six on the road against this white-hot Iowa team that's putting up 90-point performances left and right. I think Michigan can frustrate Iowa just based on the style of play. They play at a slower tempo, and they really defend. Um, you know, Iowa number eight in adjusted defensive efficiency in the Big Ten. Now, Michigan, I know the number's deceiving. They're number 11 in the conference in adjusted defensive efficiency, but they have performed better here of late. Ultimately, this is what it boils down to. Hunter Dickinson is a matchup problem and a massive one at that due to his size and his versatility, a guy that's you know stepping out and draining threes at a 35% clip at seven feet. But it's Eli Brooks. It's Caleb Houston. These are guys that if they step up their game from outside or hitting some of those triples, they can match Iowa, Keegan Marine Company, bucket for bucket. So I think six points is too many. Uh, I like this Iowa team. Uh, Mount Fran always bubbling under the surface. I, I don't know if we're going to get an eruption tonight. I, I would pay to see it. Honestly, he's one of the more fun watches, him and uh, Danny Hurley, uh, in all of college basketball. But for me, give me the Wolverines, Jawan Howard's club, plus six in Iowa City, minus 110 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. Will Michigan make three-pointers, Brad? That's it. Look into your That's crystal it. ball. That's really what it comes down to, isn't it? Yep. I mean, Bart Torvik's got this game at five. Okay, so, you know, if you're getting Michigan and you're, you're pulling five and a half or six, at least against some of the computer models, you've got the opportunity there. Iowa hasn't beaten a Ken Palm team in the top 45 um, that ranks. I mean, this is just aligned for Michigan to, at the very least, keep this game close. Uh, you know, if, if they're draining some threes, especially, you know, if they can hit some early on and maybe get some as they roll through the second half. I, I don't know. Do they pull off the surprise? Maybe Could. Um, if they're all of a sudden hitting from outside the arc. But I would expect Michigan to be able to keep this close because, again, 
Iowa is 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 desperate to try to get some sort of like you said when we started talking about this game, some sort of statement win. Well, this isn't necessarily it. Um, it, it, it actually has more potential to be a negative hit for them than it does to necessarily be a positive one. I mean, any win uh, within your conference is going to help. But, you know, Iowa's kind of scratching and clawing like they, you know, they're on the side of the pool and they're just trying to get out of the water. Uh, so they're trying to, they're desperately trying to find the spot on the pool where the ladder is. But uh, yeah, they're they're struggling right now. I think Michigan keeps this close, Brad. I think this is a great call. Yeah, and Michigan's also got that huge glass advantage. One of the best rebounding teams in the Big Ten. And Iowa, uh, not exactly a whole lot of beef in the middle. So, come on, Michigan. Hit your damn three so I can cash a winning ticket. Number one. All right, my top play in college basketball. Let's go out west. Uh, it is a Thursday, so got a lot of West Coast Conference action. We're going to get to, the, in bonus time, the big matchup in the WCC between San Francisco and St. Mary's. But I want to focus on the back, uh, Pac-12 right now, and I love SC tonight. Uh, they're laying 10 at FanDuel right now at tape time against Washington. Minus 110 is the juice. Now, Dejon Davis is back for Washington, uh, their best player. He has been out with injury for multiple games. But Isaiah Mobley is also back for SC after he was concussed and missed a couple of games as a result. So I think with Davis back, Mobley back, the two superstars of both these clubs – they cancel each other out. I think it's going to be some of the ancillary players that are going to push this thing over the top. And and really, SC has a decided edge uh, on the glass here. Number two in offensive efficiency uh, overall in the Pac-12. And they are number two in offensive rebounding percentage and defensive rebounding percentage in the Pac-12. And on the season, according to Haslametrics.com, number three of out of 358 Division I teams in near proximity percentage. What does that mean? They're going to gash the damn zone. That's what that means, that Washington runs. Uh, going to get a lot of those second-chance opportunities and cash in on high-percentage shots. Uh, Washington, number 305, an effective field goal percentage D on the road this season. And in Pac-12 play, they have lost on the road by an average margin of 19 points, Lundy. So pull it all together. SC should run away with this. It would be inexcusable if they only win by single digits. So give me the Trojans, minus 10 against Washington, minus 110 at FanDuel. Fade or follow. I uh, like this one. These The last two picks we've just done, Michigan to be able to cover against Iowa and USC to pound the Huskies. Um, those are my those are my two favorite plays on the board for today for today's pod. I like both of them. Um, I, I think USC should win this, as you just said. I, this to me feels like they should win by 14. Um, I mean, this just feels like a, yeah. a a lopsided affair. Now, I will say, folks, shop around like Brad said, because if you can snag it at 10 at FanDuel, it's 11 at Caesars, it's 11 at DraftKings. So even though I believe that USC is going to win this one by more than a dozen, um, it still is always worth your time to go find that extra point if you're not having to pay some extra juice for it. So just make sure you're shopping around. You know, keep an eye on those lines. Find the best book and lay down the bet because this is going to be a good one out west. Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, DraftKings right now, it's 11. That's a yeah, whole yeah. point difference. Uh, MGM's right in the middle at 10.5, and, and then FanDuel's sitting there at minus 10. So, yeah, I might have to pay a little bit more on the juice. I think it's like minus 115. Now, I just, just checked it. It is indeed that at FanDuel. 
uh, earlier day was at minus 110, uh, and that line is likely to change as a result. So unless you want to, of course, go the alt line route, which uh, I'm a huge advocate and supporter of, and I blow a lot of cash on it as a result, but <laughs> no alt line needed. SC should coast to a cover. Who else could coast to a cover tonight, whether in the player props, market sides, totals, whatever you got across the smorgasbord of sports betting, it's Bernie's time. What do you got for me, Lundy, tonight on this hashtag Tequila Thursday? Well, I, you know, I, I've said that the bets have been relatively cooled off. And so part of me, you know, part of me wants to chase Brad. Part of me wants to go ahead and have a, uh, you know, a Thursday morning adult beverage and say, F Why don't it. you just chug the 42 like Matt Stafford? Ooh, yes, that could be a lot of <laughs> That's fun. That's what he did yesterday. I don't know how he was standing by the end of the uh, parade and the celebration uh, that brought out a record number of six people in Los Angeles. My, my favorite was the uh, meme that was done with Tom Brady that said, Matt, mix in a water, water. trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that one was pretty good. Um, so I mentioned the fact that I like Washington uh, in regulation to be able to bring the juice down on that one. There's another uh, of the games tonight on the schedule in hockey that I like in regulation. That's Winnipeg against the Seattle Kraken. Seattle just has been awful on the road. Um, you know, I mean, they're they're a bad team. They're in last place in the Pacific Division to begin with. But part of that is because they have just been absolutely horrid uh, when they play on the road. So they're at Winnipeg tonight. Um, so I like the same thing where you can take Winnipeg in regulation. And that, that actually brings it to a plus 105, by the way. Um, so it gets you out of those negative numbers, puts you at the plus. But the other thing that you could do if you want to, I would take a bet on Winnipeg in regulation just for fun but if you want to go back to the money line on both of those games so Winnipeg and Washington and just make it a simple two-legger on the money line it's a plus 152 so I think they can both win in regulation but if for some reason you get a little nervous about the idea of it getting to the extra frame and having to win in overtime you could take them on the straight money line get yourself a nice little payday at the plus 152 and uh, yes I was very happy with the results of the Golden State uh, uh, Nuggets game last night but I decided that I didn't want to try to go back to that NBA well, Brad. That just sounded uh, like I was just tempting fate a little bit too much. <laughs> Can I give you a funny stat, though, by yeah, the way? Yeah, give it to me. So the the three-pointer, that is the first time in the Steve Kerr era that Golden State has been beaten at home on a buzzer beater. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. The last time it happened was when LeBron was playing for Cleveland in 2009. Yeah, that is an entertaining and fun stat. So there you go. little little fun tidbit for you as uh, the Nuggets beat it on a Monte Morris 3 at the buzzer. Fantastic. All right. Uh, hopefully I will not be sweating out uh, this wager all the way to the final buzzer. Uh, I'm going to go with a two-legger uh, in the NBA and both on main threes. Uh, so give me LaMelo Ball over two-and-a-half main triples. Give me Luka Doncic over two-and-a-half main triples at plus 189. LaMelo has done this in his last four consecutive games. Now, he's not done it in the prior two matchups against Miami. Uh, but maybe the Heat are looking ahead to the All-Star break, and he can go out there and splash a couple of triples as the Heat have given up. 34.5% from distance on the season. Meanwhile, for Luca, has been over two and a half made threes in three of his last four. Fell short early this season against the Pels, but the Pels, number 25 in the NBA in three-point percentage D. So I like that one quite a bit. College basketball, Murray State, give me the under on 76.5 points on the team total against. We got a P, Austin P. Uh, it was 65 to 53 in the first matchup. 65 going to Murray State. The Governors play at a slow, calculated pace. Number 311 
and adjusted tempo. And Murray State's not one of the faster teams around. Number 221 in the country in that category. Haslametrics has it at 75 for Murray. Bart Torvik at 73. Ken Palm at 75. So 76 and a half. A little bit inflated. I think the racers talk just under that. Uh, and I'll give you one more. Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers fighting Cox, Lundy. Uh, plus one and a half at home against South Alabama. The Chanticleers are number one in the Sun Belt at effective field goal percentage D, number one in the Sun Belt in three-point percentage D, and they're shooting 37.5% from distance in conference play. Asam Mustafa will be a rebounding machine against an undersized Jaguars club, and I think Coastal uh, may even win this thing straight up. So if you like it on the money line at plus 100, I don't hate it. I will take the point and the hook instead, and that is a wrap. On this edition, oh, I, I, I got to give the payoff. Totally forgot. It's not a wrap yet, so hold your horses. Taking St. Mary's tonight, minus three. Totally there you go. That. There Taking you go. St. Mary's. I had to get that out there. <laughs> Love the Gales. Three-point shooting will be the difference. They're shooting over 38% in conference play. So, uh, I think uh, Dukas and Kuzi, both those guys shooting over 41% from downtown, will push the Gales over the top against San Francisco and what I feel is the game of the night in college basketball. Now that's a wrap on this edition of the Faith the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juegos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.